called Jesse, aka the Bizzle. Oh, the Bizzle. Thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle. Thank you, the Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the Bizzle cast, welcome back to the Awkward Controllers video game podcast with my guy Ethan, aka L underscore Fedorable. Ethan, as I welcome you back, we've got a few pieces of news and definitely some games, which is always fun to talk about games. Um, so guys, we're going to talk about games first and then some some uh, interesting Sony news that I don't even know a ton about that Ethan's going to explain and then we'll talk about that a little bit. But it's mostly going to be a news uh, catch up. Um, but Ethan, it's a little bit of a special news catch up. Uh, first of all, welcome back, sir. It is good to be back. Yes. It's been uh, a while. It has been a while. Um... It's a little bit of an interesting news catch-up, man, because a game that people have been anticipating uh, across the board, because this is one of those games that, despite the fact that it's a very specific genre in some ways, but because of the crazy world, the characters, um, and people love the second one so much, the game, of course, in question is Borderlands 3. Uh, To oversimplify it, it's a looter shooter, but even me, who's played a few hours of Borderlands 2, um, I know it's a lot more than that, both in terms of gameplay and the universe. Um, and I know you've been playing a ton of it. You've been looking forward to it. Um, so I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you tackle this um, in any way you want. Um, but first, can you give a two minute or so description for the audience about what you think made Borderlands so popular and special for you and so many people, and why that built built hype for Borderlands Three? Yeah, sure. So Borderlands is, um, uh, it, it, it is famously described as, uh, uh, it, as, as the game that defined the looter shooter genre. Uh, and so looter shooters, you know, division, destiny, uh, anthem, lull, um, games of that nature Fallout are looter shooters. Lull. And, no, Fallout 76 is not a looter shooter. No, not even close. I know. I just wanted yeah, to give it also, a, a lull. But, but yes, but yes, also lull. Yeah. Um, there's wait, they're, they're they're doing even more dumber stuff with that shit. I don't, I don't. We don't have time to talk about that. It's just dumb stuff. But um, uh, so the best way to it, it's the game that set up the genre. It's the game that basically said, "Here's what the RPG shooter would look like," mm. and popularized it. Um, and in essence, Borderlands is just a RPG shooter where you are getting, you're getting loot in a Diablo style loot system where you kill enemies, you get better loot, you then kill more enemies and you get better loot than that. And it just keeps going in a cycle of this forever cycle where you pick up, you kill an enemy, he drops a gun, you're like, oh shit, drop the cool gun. And you just keep going in this cycle of it's a cooler gun, it's a cooler gun, it's a cooler gun. Um, mm, sounds familiar, of, on, like a certain of, space live service game that you got me addicted to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it, it should sound similar because it is a looter shooter at the end of the day. It, it is this cycle of the looter shooter genre is the cycle of you get a gun, you get a better gun, and then you get more better guns. It just, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Um, and Borderlands is really like the apex definition of that as in Borderlands 3, there are actually more than, and I quote, a bazillion guns. Right. And that, that's true because there are, it, the, the game is set up with the procedural loot generation so that no two good, the, the chances that you find the exact same gun 
in a single playthrough are with the exception of, you know, like guns that the game straight out gives you as a set role mm-hmm. uh, next to impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the chances that you will have the same gear at each level of the game that has a random loot drop is so low. It's insane. So, um, so you're all, the game's always feeling different. Yep. The game always feels different. You're leading exactly where we want to go. It, it's, 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 and what, what, what is interesting about these, this game is Borderlands is not a live service game. At wait, all. Wait, can you, it is very much a hardcore can, story-based RPG. Can, can you hold that thought? I'm going to follow the, Di- the Diablo train of thought. So I, I have a, a three... I, um, three. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. I have a set of three questions that are related. I'm going to lay them out, and then we're going to take them one at a time. But just so you know where I'm going with this. So the first one will be, if you had to point to um, the top three to five influences on Borderlands and Borderlands 2, what would they be? That's the first part. The second part is, um, uh, in what ways um, has this, uh, let's put it this way. There's some obvious ways that it's influenced other looter shooters, but as you said, it's not a live service game, even though it has a multiplayer component. And that is going to lead me to the third point, which is going to be to hone back in on Borderlands 3 about what's different from previous games, what they kept that you like, and your overall experience. Does that make sense? So we're going past future and then present, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, or I guess it was, we'll start with the past. So um, it, this can be either obvious influences, this can be less obvious influences, but if you if you put your your video game scholar hat on um, any games going back as far as you want, um, let us know what three, four, five games you think are most influential on the original Borderlands and then, and then the two the sequel and the pre pre sequel, and then we'll get to Borderlands three. What were the major influences on the Borderlands franchise historically? Yeah, I mean, uh, so board, it's interesting. Um, it's kind of hard to pin down like specific games that would influence it. Cause uh, again, Borderlands was this intri- it, it was this totally revolutionary thing. It is the game that defined the leadership genre. Um, well, you so mentioned I guess, one, I, I, I guess you mentioned a big one, I, obviously Diablo, okay. uh, obviously Diablo. Can I, can, um, can I just do a spiel on Diablo having grown up with the original blizz stuff? For people who don't sure. know. So, guys, Blizzard uh, Entertainment, which used to be, you know, the gold standard um, and still has put great stuff out over the years, but n- now they're owned by by others, so things have changed. Um, but, but Ethan, uh, unless I'm mistake- mistaken here, because I grew up with their three main properties in the 90s, primarily known for the real-time strategy game turned giant MMO, um, which is Warcraft and then World of Warcraft, which is the giant MMO. I want to bookmark uh, World of Warcraft for a second. Then you have StarCraft, which initially was just an advanced uh, real-time strategy um, update, but in space um, for Warcraft. But instead of going in a totally different direction, they ended up doing, uh, you know, keeping StarCraft, despite some experiments, keeping StarCraft in the real-time strategy game. Not surprising. If you guys know me, that's my favorite of all this stuff because I love the real-time strategy. I love the original Warcraft. The third, even though, is Diablo. And um, I can't stress to you how revolutionary Diablo was um, when it initially came out. Um, for one, because, you know, the, the notion of looter not it's not a shooter but you know the notion of a looter fantasy rpg had never been seen before 
the graphics were, you know, were unbelievable, but especially the atmosphere it built. There's one village, and then you go underground, and you just fight demon after demon. Because of the isometric view, because it was a computer game, so they could do a lot with the controls, um, you know, so many monsters, so much stuff to collect. And, you know, that was one of the earliest collect-a-thons, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call the genre. Um, so, uh, and Diablo 3, Ethan, was famously horrible on launch. Um, but actually became quite popular, you know, as they, as they fix stuff, right? So my question is, um, with that very basic description of Diablo, which is Blizzard's third main property, um, uh, what, what are the influences from Diablo, specifically Diablo 3, um, on looter, shooter, and Borderlands in particular, other than just killing items, killing items, killing items, or is that, is that the main influence? Yeah, so I mean, the, at least the gameplay loop, right? Is, is heavily inspired by Diablo. It, that's the closest comparison you get, and that, that's how revolutionary this type of game is, is that you can't really pin down one area that this game takes from. It's because the, you could say Diablo is similar to Borderlands, but again, like the, the, the there's a huge difference between the isometric third-person view or, or bird's-eye view um, and the first-person shooter style, because... It it's very different when you bring that all together. Um, you know, it, it makes a much different action game where you know I'm shooting enemies it, like I am in Call of Duty is an extremely different gameplay loop than me running with a running with a sword and shield or casting magic spells from the bird's eye view in Diablo. Um, and so what it what it does what Borderlands. I, I, I would I, I want to say that just the general first person shooter boom from the 360 uh, from the from the Xbox One, PlayStation Two, and PlayStation Three 360 era combined with a Diablo esque loot system and how you know how Diablo functions with just giving you more loot uh, is what was the main influences on top of. Uh, just narratively and world building wise, right? Okay, you have well, God, this. Can I parse it? Can I parse this? Because you named all three mm-hmm. things, starting with Diablo. You talked about the the, the feedback loop or the gameplay loop. Because you and I have talked about this with Destiny, which is on paper someone like me should hate Destiny, but once I figured out the addictive gameplay loop, you know, it, it sucked me in. Each one slightly different, but there is a specific gameplay loop about. Borderlands. So again, if you put someone in front of a computer who didn't know much about games, ha- have them watch 20 minutes of Diablo 3 and then 20 minutes of Borderlands 3, they'd be like, these games are not connected at all. Um, uh, uh, so this, so, uh, you know, I, I mean, is, is inventory management part of this? Um, uh, you know, like, what would you point to if you could sort of the gameplay loop? But I, then, then I want to talk about shooter influences on it and then world building. But let's finish up on the gameplay loop of the looter part itself. Well, well, that's just what it is. Is it, is it, because of because of the inherent, you know, differences between uh, uh, obvious differences between a first person shooter and a third person RPG, a bird's eye view RPG. Like, like the, the the action design is so drastically different between those two games, and to mold them together into one, you have to do specific things. And what Borderlands does well to you know mend those boundaries is um so it's instead of armor and uh instead of armor and other uh 
instead of armor and the your stats being the forefront focus, or rather not the stats, more your um, your skills and abilities being the forefront stats. What happens is is they take the they they, they take the raw damage potential throw them onto the guns and then make just your guns the gear with and borderlands does have some minor adjust like some minor um uh what's the word i'm looking for some some minor gears but it's only one or two items of your upwards of 12 you have on any given time um they're not 12 uh like 10 like you uh no eight 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 you, you, you'll only have eight pieces of gear equipped at any given time in Borderlands. And so what they do is is they mesh, uh, like, like I was saying, you take the guns, and that's your gear. Your guns are the gear. So you're taking you're taking away that I, less RPG and throwing that into yes. more of the first person. Can I respond to that? Yeah. That was the other arresting thing about Diablo, was the theme, the look, the feel... And especially after Warcraft and Starcraft had, you know, some RPG elements, at least in terms of storytelling, you're thinking, okay, this is Blizzard's RPG. But exactly what you described, it's the opposite of an RPG. It's about the equipment and not stats. And what's fascinating to me is I do like Destiny. I've liked what I've played of Borderlands. I have played some Diablo. But the games I love, like Horizon and Witcher... And even occasionally, you know, Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft games that aren't looter shooters is it's actually about leveling up, increasing your health, you know, skill trees, which have also become very popular. There seems to be this very interesting divide um, between things that are clearly RPG in terms of leveling and sort of the old school JRPG sense, you know, Western RPGs pulling from JRPGs in terms of leveling your character in addition to gear. But dude, I'm um, 40 to 50 hours through my second Witcher 3 campaign, I'm moving much faster, obviously. I'm doing very few side quests because I know how to fight and I want to get to the main story. And because of that, I only... Uh, let, let's put it this way. I'm on level 28, which is pretty high after 50 hours of very few side quests. But I only change my main swords and armor like every three to five levels because I'm not going loot hunting. Because my skills are getting better, I'm improving my melee stats and sword stats and I'm improving my spell stats, you know, and new forms of the spells. I mean, y- you don't really need to keep getting the better sword, the better sword, the better sword. Now, I do like Destiny. Um, for some reasons in terms of the contrast to that. But do you understand, does it make sense what I'm saying that it's like, I mean, let's put it this way. How much RPG is there really in looter shooters from Diablo to Borderlands versus the examples that, that I gave you? Yeah, I mean, it's so what's interesting is, is that we've seen over the, literally just since, actually really since Borderlands came out, is kind of this metagame for a lot of uh, open world RPGs specifically, uh, and did, then some other games uh, where they kind of just I don't know padded on, but they liked it. a lot. A lot of games since Borderlands have been throwing in skill trees, um, games that not not necessarily benefit from them, but some games actually uh, some games do benefit, but not all games do. Um, 
like Witcher, you were saying. Witcher benefits, uh, Horizon benefits, Assassin's Creed does not benefit. Assassin's Creed skill trees are a pain in the butt. They're very hard to understand, and uh, you almost have too many options. Whereas with Witcher and Horizon, if you play long enough, you can fill out the skill trees, but it really encourages you to you know only take three or four or five paths for the early to mid-game, and if you want to over-level late-game, you can. But the second time I beat Horizon, which took me 20 to 40 fewer hours, obviously, just like The Witcher is going to take me probably 50 to 70 fewer hours, is, you know, really honing in. Like, you know, um, like as you know, in Horizon, melee is supposed to be a side part of the game, but if you level up your heavy melee early on in your melee weapon, then if you, you know, get enough arrows into those dinosaurs, you can really wreck them. Um, you know, once you get past level 10 or 15 and because I don't, I like to limit the, the length of battles and I just love watching Aloy, you know, take down a giant dinosaur creature with a spear. You know, I, I, I love the melee tree. You can play it different ways. You can be a hunter. You can be an assassin. You can be a straight up warrior. Assassin's Creed keeps trying over and over again to do this. It just, it's, it's too much and too little, if that makes sense with Assassin's Creed. I can't speak to Far Cry. Um, I want to table this for now because I want to, I have tons of more questions about Borderlands and we have some other topics. So the second thing I wanted to ask you about, and this shouldn't take long, is from terms of shooting mechanics, what would you say are the main influence on Borderlands? And just as a comparison, ETH, is... You know, I, I love old school modern warfare, Call of Duty. I like even some of the more modern stuff, with, if as long as it's a single player campaign. And but I love Destiny. But the reason I love those shooters are very different. Destiny is just super smooth. It's not that there's no uh, you know kickback on the guns, but that's not really what it's about. It's mostly super smooth, and you can mod it so that it's even smoother, right? Whereas in Call of Duty, to get on the one hand some semblance of realism, but it's more to build tension. Um, of course, you know, the, the extreme version of this is The Last of Us, where they tried so hard to make it realistic that it was impossible to shoot. You know, Call of Duty sort of in the middle there. So I like the sort of more realistic, like you have to breathe properly for a sniper shot. You know what I mean? There, there's more that goes into it um, versus just the super, it just feels great to shoot really any decent weapon in Destiny. Uh, um, are there any direct, in terms of the gun mechanic, just the gunplay, forget the looter for a sec, the gunplay in Borderlands, Lands. Is there a direct influence or influences, or, or does it just do its own thing? Uh, I mean, so, like, Borderlands was never known for its shooting, per se. It was mostly known for, obviously, the fact that it was the looter shooter, but also, and just the, its robust loot system, the fact that you could always get the different guns. Um, Borderlands 3, however made a huge push in that seven years gap between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands um, 3. And obviously there was the pre-sequel in there, but we don't talk about the pre-sequel for a lot of reasons. Um, and so, no, 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 a bunch of people played it. It's just, it's far inferior. Um, and it wasn't even made by, it, it was made by 2K Australia, which is shut down and gone. wasn't even made by Gearbox. Um uh, good story, but not a great game. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, Borderlands Three made a huge push. It, it made a huge push between um, between the second one for for its gunplay because in 2014, obviously, Destiny came out, um, and it, as I have described many times, and you can agree with me on many levels. 
Destiny's gunplay is just unfreaking rivaled. Certainly, when it came out, it was unrivaled. Uh, I mean, Bun- Bungie is the king of designing guns that feel great from their sound design to uh, to their recoil patterns, to their kickbacks, to how they all function individually, to rubble support if you're playing on a controller. I mean, they are just ridiculously good at it. Um, and they, they spend a lot of time on, on making their guns. I was just going to add, um, again, as someone who has played Borderlands, um, I also played Doom and Quake. I was going to compare it to Doom and Quake in that, Borderlands that is, in that it's supposed to be visceral more than anything else. Now, with the bazillion guns, I don't know how much differentiation... I mean, even Destiny has so many guns. They managed to make the Destiny guns definitely feel different. But, you know, there are certain auto rifles that feel the same, and there are certain handguns that feel the same, but they do have differences, and you add all the perks and the mods. You know, Destiny actually shares that, um, and uh, it shares that with the, uh, the the Tom Clancy games, which I, which I do like. I'm not crazy about any of them, but I do like Ghost Recon. Sort of excited at this point for Breakpoint. Um, Division, I actually really like, just because... I, and Division's a looter shooter too, or maybe you come in the, the conversation. Um, it's not because of the looter shooter aspect of Division necessarily that, that, that I really like Division 2. It's because Ghost Recon and Breakpoint, you do spend a lot of time running through the wilderness, which it can be fun. But the fact that they modeled all of, you know, a huge chunk of Manhattan in Division 1, but even better, DC and 2, being in an urban environment, yes, you're just constantly firing on people because of the cover system, because of the looter, it matters to be fun. I think the benefit of looter shooters, again, small amount with Borderlands in terms of experience, I put in maybe 10 to 12 hours of Division 2, um, you know, 150 hours of Destiny, and then I played sort of the adjacent games, we were talking about like Diablo, um, but, you know, the key is the gun mechanics to be great and to have constant action, but, you know, have just enough breathing space within, within missions and between missions, right? To just breathe for two seconds. Um, and, and so I think that's part of the feedback loop, um, as well. Um, can we get in the world building side of this, which I'm fascinated by? I just, about? I, I, want, I want to quickly, I want to quickly build on one point you made. Sure. So just to give you an idea of the differences with like the gun systems, right? Uh, Destiny has it, Destiny has far fewer guns than Borderlands. Obviously, a bazillion is a lot more than uh, five hundred. Yeah, can, can I just fill like, in the audience yeah, let's be what you're talking about really quick? So, yeah. guys, you well, some guns are hidden, and there's exotics, and there's legendaries, and there's rares. Blah 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 blah. But within 20 to 30 hours of playing, your sort of, you know, digital journal shows you a good number of guns, even if you've never discovered them. And it's not a thousand pages long, as Ethan's saying. Right. Um, I'm being generous. So I'm going to say there's about 500 total guns in Destiny. Mm-hmm. Right. And so with, with, with that, I mean, Borderlands is spitting out, I want to say... I would be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to give it a generous estimate and say 600% more guns in a normal playthrough of, if you were to put the same amount of hours into Destiny into a 30 hour playthrough of Borderlands, you're getting 600% more loot. But I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be generous and say that, right? And in, in that 30 hours, you're going to get 600% more of that. There, there's just, it, there, there, there are, 
it, the amount of guns and the differences between them. Now, it, now what you're saying, yes, if there are a billion, bazillion guns, how much difference can there really be? Well, just as an example, Destiny's guns have, what, four or five, five, six perks on them, right? Mm-hmm. Right? How they have those five or six perks, and then you can mod them. Right, so let's say let's give let's give it a good set. Let's give it a good six. Speaking of which, I need to get to my vault. I need to get to my vault. Yeah, I need to get to my vault ASAP and deconstruct the ones with not enough perks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's say there's four perks, or there's four real perks plus the masterwork plus the mod. So that's six or seven, right? On every single Borderlands three gun, there is. I want to say upwards of 10 individual possible factors that apply to the gun at any given time when it drops. Plus, uh, plus not to mention what each and every single one of those individual factors do with your skills. That would, I didn't talk about the skills a lot, but in Borderlands, the, the, the skills, they do matter like they would in Diablo. And just because they focus more on the guns more than the skills doesn't mean you can't do some crazy stuff. Like how in my one character, every time my gun explodes, it has a, it has a 50% chance to create a secondary explosion. Or any explosion I make has a chance to make another explosion. Oh, and then by the way, I fired this gun about 12 times, which created, I don't know, upwards of probably at least 25 projectiles that all explode. Then each of those explosions have another 25% chance to explode. Then another explosion. Oh, and also they all do fire damage and then all it's insane. It's insane what I do. And I can melt bosses because of these builds that you can do. Um, And all of the guns in the game have the potential to set up these crazy builds that you could do with all four of the class characters. And so what at a fundamental level, right, that's how different this game is versus Destiny, just, just on that level. Because Borderlands is so focused on allowing you to do crazy shit with just the PvE environment and mm-hmm. no PvP environment. Mm-hmm. Whereas Destiny, Division, both have to focus on a PvP and a PvE environment and then balance for both of those. Mm-hmm. Um and so because of that, Borderlands was able to create what I would consider a much better uh, PvE experience. Just just as a comparison, at, le- at least with the loot that is involved. And th- that, that's just an idea of what the loot does in Borderlands and how it's different, mm-hmm. uh, at least comparatively. Uh, can, can, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to bring up No Man's Sky. I actually have two comparisons, not comparisons. I have two points related to No Man's Sky that I think are related to this. The, the first is, I think you and I have done a good job in getting better, again, the Diablo 2 reference, Diablo 3 reference, of you know communicating to the listeners that some games that look the same are very different, and some games that look very different share a lot in common, right? So that's... That's one thing. And my, my question here is, so, you, you know, I, I was a, a briefly addicted and grinded out about 60 to 70 hours of No Man's Sky. Now, you know, the complaints in the early days that still people still have is that, you know, the, you know, like the bazillion guns, 
In Borderlands, there's theory, you know, in theory, uh, an infinite number of solar system and planets in uh, No Man's Sky. Now, let's ignore the fact that all the space stations look exactly the same. You kind of get used to it, and, and it's almost, you know, it's almost welcome, uh, especially if you're being cha- chased by, by uh, space pirates. I will say, Ethan, having not really gotten to the game until the big Beyond update that has, you know, that got people really reengaged if they weren't already, the planets do, I mean, do an excellent job of looking different. Even if it's desert planets or they're ice planets, they do look different. But the problem is the number of things that are hidden underground and or above ground are still somewhat limited in number. So while the terrain's different, which forces you to use different equipment, this is the other connection, is that in a weird way, you know, your inventory and equipment and your multi-tool and, and your armor and your exosuit and blah, 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 it is what, you know, and up- upgrading those is what's really important. And there's not actually a ton of options. I mean, you can definitely expand the type, number of weapons and mining tools and so forth. But in old school JRPG fashion, everything is a CBA or S, right? As the as the levels in No Man's Sky. So my my, my question, the, the comparison here is, you know, you can say there's an infinite number of planets in No Man's Sky, and there is some differentiation, but there is just mathematically, and in terms of how much manpower you have to build this stuff, there has to be a wall you hit where you have so many guns and you've experienced so many guns, right? Where where I'm not saying you're anywhere near this, and maybe it won't happen, but at some point with the guns, there must be some sameness, which is why I want to get to world building, but I want you to answer that first. Right, and so that's a great great frame of reference to ask the question. Here's where it's super different, right? With Borderlands, because it's an action game, and No Man's Sky is primarily an exploration game, Yes, No Man's Sky has also a lot of work to do before they're at the spot where they truly, where they, where they promised everything that they're at, uh, like fauna and stuff like that. But right, there's 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 16 quadrillion planets, right? No Man's Sky. How different could they really be? And no, on a lot of levels, they aren't very different. Um, they're very procedurally generated and all procedurally generated to have similar layouts, just with slight variations. Right. With Borderlands, I can pick up two rare doll manufacturer guns. They're gonna have they could they're gonna have wildly different parts on them that will change the stats of the gun. But the gun is gonna feel exactly the same. Here's why this is a good thing rather than a bad thing, right? I can pick up that doll gun and know exactly how it's going to feel and shoot because it's this type of doll gun but it's going to have wildly different stats because of that. And that's where it's a benefit because I can pick up this gun and have fun with it. And it's going to have different stats versus the other different doll guns that I have available to me. And that's where I want it. Uh, that, that, that That's where constantly getting more loot is beneficial because it's like, Oh, I'm level 25. I don't really need another uh, assault rifle upgrade, but you know, this one's kind of cool and it fires a little different. I'm going to play with this a little bit. Right. That's that. That's where Borderlands comes into play, and that's where it's a lot better than just, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's a lot of them," but they're actually there's not really a reason to go out and grab them. No, like the stats really do make a difference on mm-hmm. these guns, and based on your level and what you're trying to do, it really can make a difference. Which is why the very even even though they're the same quote unquote gun at the end of the day, they're the same model, they're the same, they look the same. They probably they, and they shoot the same. 
they that they actually function very different. So mm-hmm. uh, that's where Borderlands has mastered that mm-hmm. procedural generation, mm-hmm. whereas No Man's Sky or other procedural generation games have failed where, or at least, I wouldn't say failed, but have not... Um, it's going to take a lot more time to get not, close. Yeah. Well, not even that. It's more of just, you know... Uh, the nature of the beast. Pre- pre- yeah. Procedural generation is a very... Um, it's a very specific tool that game designers use have to use in very specific situations. Right. Right? It totally depends on how you're using it, why you're using it, and to get it done. No Man's Sky used it to make their game the biggest okay. game ever created. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. They remember. achieved that goal and to feel a vast emptiness of space. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. A perfect example, but, but on other areas, it falls very flat. Let's, let's take a great example. I just, I just want to finish this up. A okay. great example of why it, where it could be used very well, besides just Borderlands, is Minecraft. Every time you load into a Minecraft world, right. it feels totally different. It's got different landscapes. At the same day, it still functions in it still functions the same way mm-hmm. as intended. Yep. So okay. that, like, okay. Yeah. I have two more points on this, and then I want to go into world building. Is that okay? So first uh, of all, sure. Okay. So remember, how I was saying some games look totally different, but are very similar. So mm-hmm. I've had some conversations with other buddies who are playing No Man's Sky. You can find elements of Minecraft. You can find elements of Terrarium. You can find elements of Stardew Valley. You know, even you can even find elements of Animal Crossing. You're building up your little base, your little home. You're designing things, even though it doesn't really matter or do anything. You're part of your. That's the thing with No Man's Sky is you have to be willing to help build your little corner of the universe. If you're just hopping planet to planet, you're not really doing anything, you know. And so, I mean, dude, I, I'm going to be honest. I had played. So you know how there was sort of the 2.0 No Man's Sky last year where it actually got playable and somewhat good and then beyond this year, but there was... It, it, yeah, yeah. last year's update was so, really just the... Yeah. So, what, what was the... Here's the game is actually the game. Okay, so really quickly. So I played about 10, 12 hours on PS with that. It was good. I played a lot more on the PC now with the Beyond update. But but last year, it, it, you know, it, it got decent. Um, and I will say that, you know, I, I did get far enough to start building up my base... But holy shit, I did not expect to have, you know, a fleet of capital ships that I can design entirely on the inside really blew my mind um, as just a, a, you know, a a space Star Wars, Star Trek space nerd is cool. And so, you know, like with Minecraft, it's an open-ended sandbox game. It's sort of what you make of it. I don't want to talk about No Man's Sky anymore. The other thing I wanted to say, though, really quickly is just because I'm way more familiar with uh, Ghost Recon is so you know how in destiny i mean you've helped me understand this that the perks and other things are way more important than the supposed statistical bars that don't necessarily mean anything yeah so ghost recon has the same problem um but because you can mod so many of the guns the mods are consistent so for example if you have a you know a handhold um a foregrip as they call it that reduces vertical recoil recoil on one gun it will reduce vertical recoil noticeably on the other gun and actually dude i've listened to a number of ghost recon uh youtube videos where you know uh, guys who just talk about the weapons and breaking down the weapons and listen to like actual like former military people military people play the ghost recon games and, and but what's funny is they have plenty to complain about 
Um, but the fact that they're playing it and and genuinely enjoy it, it's it has a certain amount of realism that you wouldn't expect. There's still that problem of the statistics not necessarily meaning anything. But I guess what I'm saying is Ghost Recon is more of a looter shooter than you think. But because even way more than Assassin's Creed, it takes forever to find things. Let's just put it this way, Ethan. I never do microtransactions. But when I switched to PC for Ghost Recon and started over again, I, I was like... I know which assault rifle I like, I know which submachine gun I like, and I know which pistol I like. So I'm going to drop $5.99 to get that along with the attachments I want so I can just get into the game. You know what I mean? And I personally, uh, games like that, uh, you know, actually don't want to be changing up guns a ton. In, Divi- in Division 2, sure. In Destiny, definitely. That's one thing I like about Ghost Recon is most of the stuff you find are the attachments because on some guns you can change up to 8 to 10 parts of the guns, which is actually very realistic um, and, and, you know, and so forth. Um, and so, you know, it's just different models for different games. Okay, let's get, in- let's get into the world building. Obviously, you know, the shooting and the looting, huge part of the games. But... What really drew me in, even though a lot of it's been watching other people, watching you, watching some people do Borderlands 3 online, certainly seen a bunch of Borderlands 2, is the stylized art design that you can tell a me- like, let's put it this way, you can, the first time you watch Borderlands 2, just like the first time you see a linked, um, I'm sorry, uh, Breath of the Wild, while they're totally different, in both cases, you say to yourself, I think, you say to yourself, this particular graphical style is never going to stop looking good, right? Because of how because of how stylized, it's sort of 2D, 3D, you know what I mean? It's very stylized. It's not a super high poly count, but it's very colorful. And, you know, and, and you know, the way some, you know, some anime games that aren't just polygonal, you know, uh, uh, you know, stand the test of time. People still love the old sprite work, right? From the Super NES 16-bit games, everyone's still playing that. You know, recently I watched a bunch of completionist videos. I watched like all of his Zelda videos. You know, he's obsessed with Zelda, Gerard the Completionist, and he talks about how you know, as you know, Wind Waker was not particularly well received, but over time he says he prefers it to Ocarina of Time a little bit because the art style, the cell animation holds up better rather than the 3D animation over time. And lo and behold, you know, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but it seems like the Zelda game aesthetically that influenced Breath of the Wild the most is indeed Wind Waker for those exact reasons. Uh... So my point is, how does the style look in the new... Forget the Zelda conversation. That was just an example in my brain. How does the new style look... You know, because like for now, if I put Borderlands 2 in, which came out a long time ago, it still feels and looks great to me. Whereas if you put like a Modern Warfare 1 in, even remastered, it's starting to feel really dated. So how's the graphical stylization um, in the new ones? And then I want to get into the sort of the characters in the overall world. Yeah. So there was a lot of contention before the game came out. Get out. still now because people are dumb. Because <laughs> people are dumb. Um, yep. that they were like, it doesn't look any better than Borderlands 2. You need to get your fucking head out of your ass. Like, like first of all, all right. Now, as someone who has played over 70 hours of Borderlands 3, I can tell you that, first of all, the game being made in Unreal Engine 4 or 3, I forget, whichever one it is, but the newest Unreal Engine, the game looks fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really, really does. Go, go take a look at the Xbox 360 version of Borderlands 2, and then go look at Borderlands 3. Any image, and you tell me 
whether or not it looks any different. Of course it fucking does. It looks way fucking better. I mean, just just anybody who understands PC talk, the 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 ambient lighting, the volumetric lighting, the 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 the, the, the just the literal shadows on the ground, the the, the foliage, it, it all looks ridiculously better. It, it, anybody who thought that this game it looks the same, well, yeah, it looks the same because it's the same art style. Borderlands One looks the same as Borderlands Two as art style. Of course, just the difference between Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2 is that they put a lot more color into the game. Now they, they up that color a little bit, but not as much as they did between 2 and 3. Hmm. And instead they focus on just making the game feel and look like a much more open world. Borderlands 2 in comparison to like Witcher or Zelda, of course, as those games are three or five years older than them, or upwards of five years older than them, make them feel it makes borderlands 2 feel outdated slow and uh gross looking in comparison mm-hmm. uh, now on pc this is mitigated by a large factor but uh if you if you played the game on your 360 or ps3 it, it, this game looks incredibly better mm-hmm. um it, it just does on, on every level it just looks better um and it feels better too i mean i and it, uh, now again, I, I played the game on PC with a with very high settings, uh, and there's a small there's a small asterisk I'm going to put on that statement. And I'll get back to that in a second. Um, uh, where I'm playing in very high frame rate uh, with very high settings, and the game looks fucking beautiful. It just does. Uh, I wouldn't expect any less from a game of this caliber. Um, does it look good as other games? If you, if you take away the art style, of course, as a look at other games of this uh, caliber, yes, it does. It looks very good. It looks like a game that is, was made in 2019. It looks like a game at the cornerstone of the PS4, Xbox One generation. At, as, we're, as we're leaving that life cycle, right. it looks like a game of that caliber. Right. So there, there are no complaints for me graphically. It looks fucking beautiful. Really it looks quickly, fantastic. I got uh, your um, boy... Uh... K- KG King of Thalion on yeah um and, and what you describe makes perfect sense again you know only a few hours of Borderlands 2 but I know the style I can see the similarities I can see the differences this looks great to me uh side note Outer Worlds is that the one that's coming out Outer Wilds that's the one that's coming out yeah Outer Worlds Outer Wilds is different Outer Worlds yeah I don't know enough about the game but I do remember watching all the trailers and it reminded me of some combination of like this and Overwatch or whatever. But this already looks better than what I've seen of Out- Outer World or Outer Wilds, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, so. Yeah, so uh, Outer Worlds, I'm also looking forward to. I can't wait for that game. That game's gonna be great. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not much to say. It's, anybody who feels like this game is not good enough because it doesn't look as good as Borderlands Two is mm-hmm. is has their head in their ass and clearly didn't care. Um, okay, we have other um, news. I have to push this forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask two more yeah. quick questions. One, um, what is your favorite part about the you know world? That's let's put it this way: the part that's not looting and shooting. What's your favorite part about the world experience so far? If if, if you're going to take away like all of the like the the action part of the game, so I'm going to take the skill tree stuff out of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I mean, I mean, to me, and this will this will go into like the world building and all that. It, it, it's just 
it, just just how carefree and how laid back and dumb just just all the jokes and the witty commentary and the the, the nihilism and just just all that is I mean, it, it, the game really is and if you, you've ever played Borderlands on top of everything we've just we just talked about the game is also and this is a one of the best lines I heard from the description I think PC gamer put this out for the game Borderlands 3 is a game where you are walking down the sidewalk with the whole gang and you come across a dog turd and everyone stops to laugh at it and then light it on fire and blow it up. <laughs> that, 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 that's the best way to describe like the narrative of this game. I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of nihilism. There's a lot of blood gore and just people not caring that you're a mercenary and that like the, the idea of like death just being like, boo hoo, like you died. Ha ha. Have fun with that. Um, and so, so it's it's got a very South Parky, very Deadpool feel, and I enjoy that kind of stuff. I enjoy like very dry, dumb humor. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip of that, if you are not someone who enjoys that type of thing, you're not going to enjoy the campaign in this game because the main villains uh, versus Handsome Jack, arguably one of the greatest video game villains ever. I think the, inarguably, the, the, even because I know that, like like like. Like, it, I'm in comparison, for sure he is. Yeah. you have, and, and the, 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 this is this is where maybe the Birch is leaving, maybe had an effect, although I doubt it, uh, for for a couple reasons. You're reading um, my mind. It, Stop it! You think it out of my brain? It, yeah. Um. You, you know it. What where was I going with this? Wait, let me make my crossbow about the, the Birch's. The villains, the villains are. Um, yeah. I, I found it. I found it. The, the villains are. The, you know, the villains are two streamers. Mm-hmm. The villains are two streamers, and they're making dumb jokes like, mm-hmm. "Don't forget to like, comment, and obey." Right. Um, and uh, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna welcome these people into our our cult family mm-hmm. right after these let's flays. Mm-hmm. Right. Like 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 obviously there's it's just so really dumb it's 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 a lot of really dumb humor and if you're not on board for that if that's something you enjoy you're gonna have yourself finding a hard time getting through a lot of the jokes and a lot of the campaign in this game because the campaign really is just a whole bunch of really bad South Park right. and Deadpool jokes stuff that stuff that like stuff that's like really bottom barrel right you know. Yeah, Marvel right. movie. Okay, like, I, I gotta push whole, this forward. I gotta push this forward because yeah. I, I, honestly, there's a bunch more to talk about. I'm gonna make a quick birch point uh, to back, actually back up exactly what you just said. Uh, um, I think, and then I have one last question having to do with this De- Destiny two. But first, so I knew the birches from Hey Ash uh, before I I, th- I think before I knew. Uh, certainly before New Anthony's, I might have been about Tiny Tina, but I definitely I, uh, watched Hey Ash all the way through numerous times before knowing about Anthony's Birch in- involvement in Gearbox. And when you watch all of Hey Ash multiple times, you can totally see it because the Hey Ash episodes are split between ones that are incredibly dark and nihilistic, incredibly dark and totally offensive and politically incorrect, but occasionally it has a little heart to it. Um, and what's interesting is between, you know, with, with, with Ash voicing Tiny Tina, 
But her main roles that she's famous for with Aloy in Horizon and Chloe in Life is Strange are two of the most humanistic games, you know, sentiment, sentimentality. There's hope for humanity. It's not that it doesn't have any darkness to it. It's just a funny contrast because she has such a potty mouth and says such, you know, offensive things in the Hey Ass show. So I think that they can be side by side. We're going to have to table, you know, is there any humanity in this game? Um, but, but also, man, and again, I want to push things forward. So I don't want to answer this question, but some games just should be total fucking weird games. It doesn't mean it's nihilistic like the Joker from the Batman in some evil sense. It just means it's just crazy insanity. And I think that's totally okay, personally. Right, and I, I would agree. I, I would agree, yeah. Because for, for every game like this... You've got a Zelda, a Nier, a Horizon, a God, new God of War, right? Which is all about heart and storytelling and stuff. So you know, this is, remember when we had the quote-unquote debate about the get good, about Sekiro? And, you know, in the end, I had to fess up that I'm on the good, mostly on the get good side of things and shut the fuck up because there's a million other games that aren't Sekiro and Dark Souls. Um, this is the same sort of principle. Okay, Ethan, last question. We did almost an hour in Borderlands. We have to flip to maybe one or two other games and definitely the PlayStation thing. But really quickly, without spending too long, if you can... What is one thing Borderlands does better than Destiny for you personally? And what is one thing that Destiny does for you personally better than Borderlands? Go. Uh, undoubtedly, it, the, the loot. Borderlands, Borderlands loot is... It, it, there's no comparison. I, 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 I already talked about this. It, the loot. The loot. The loot is... Looters, loot, loot's better. Um, and while the new armor system certainly looks to be interesting... Um, in Destiny, I don't think I don't think it's going to change your mind about what you just said. Okay, what does Destiny Destiny would do? Uh, Borderlands is very static, right? Like I said, Borderlands is a is a single slash co op slash couch co op. Huge plus for that uh, that they even that they even tried to implement couch co op. Sorry, we, which we didn't mention either of us. One of the main selling points of the Borderlands games is the co op. Yeah, it's it, it's it's up to four player co op or it's solo. It's it's up, totally up to you, uh, and all, all the standard communications, pl- all the standard channels. So you know, over the internet is probably how you'll play. But in the event that you are sitting down with somebody, you can play couch co op, which which is which is huge. Now, uh, quick quick tangent: uh, the performance sucks in the game right now. It's having huge frame rate problems across mm. all platforms okay, for let's, wild let's, reasons. Yeah. But that's that's neither here nor there. Yep. Um, well, let's. I mean, but, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's anyway. Like, okay, I want to move on, but just I, I know I was trying to answer. Yeah, I was trying to answer. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just gonna say, um, as your guy, why do I always forget his name? Not not Bife, but the the reviewer you like. I always forget his name. Oh, Skillop. Right, Skillop. Um, and you know, as Skillop said with Division, he loved Division Two at least initially. He was like, look, there's still early live service problems with this, but he's like, of all the live service games, including Destiny, which he's a love-hate relationship with, he said Division 2 was the cleanest, not clean, but the cleanest. Um, I, I, you know, it'll be launch. interesting to see. This launch. Right. This launch. Yeah, this launch. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, but he also said that that, he says, 
he also recommended the game even if you just wanted the 25 to 30 hour single player. He's like, there is some monotony. It is sameness. You shoot the same guys, but it says in terms of the, 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 you know, atmospheric stuff and the fact that they designed half of DC. There's enough to keep it going. So we'll have to monitor live service in the future. So really quickly, what does Destiny do better? And then we have to move on to maybe another game or two or maybe just to Sony. I'd probably just say it in Sony. So what does this, what, what does Destiny do better? Uh, Borderlands, Borderlands is a very static world. That's where I was trying to go with like the, the, the up to four player thing. But, it, it, you know, it, it is up to four player and that's it. You know, it's a very static world. Borderlands does not do a lot in its open world. It does not do a lot of... You know, it, it doesn't make the open world feel like an open world where you know, there's stuff going on in the open world. It feels like a it feels like a living world. It doesn't feel like that in Borderlands. Borderlands is very much the action is always around you, and nothing else is happening anywhere else but you. That is Borderlands. Huge difference with Destiny. Destiny is a live service game, and so because of that, there's always things happening everywhere. There's always other people. There's always engagement. There's always a buzz. There's always a topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it's a very so- – it, 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 the social difference, even though there's less to do, mm-hmm. arguably versus Borderlands, right? <laughs> you, you know, the, the, the difference is socially right. is immersive. Like, like, you, basically, Borderlands Destiny, you trade social experience mm-hmm. for loot experience. Right. That's what you trade. Okay. Um because of the Bizzlecast, I get the last word on this, and then we're moving to Sony, um, which is my thing with Destiny, um, is I think, so you know how, I, I don't really, it's not a heavy critique, but I talk about how I hope in, in future versions of Destiny, some of the stuff that's hidden in audio tapes and the grimoires and stuff is a little bit more accessible to people, so more people can get the lore, because I, you got me really into the lore, and I'm still exploring it, but let's put it this way. Whether I feel like they've 100% nailed the delivery system of the lore, the fact that there's so much of it, it's so believable and so interesting. And as you've pointed out, it's certainly in terms of quantity and complexities up there with the great works of science fiction and fantasy, that to someone like me is a massive, massive, massive advantage, especially with how you describe Borderlands' quote-unquote campaign. Borderlands does it really well. They're poor stuff. They do it really well. I know, but what I'm saying is, you know, getting a Destiny comic book set like I got, or, you know, the Grimoire, which I need to get from you, really excites me because I like the world. And by the way, the both the stories of the Destiny and the character and the, the world itself whether it's good guys or bad guys, is not nihilistic whatsoever. Everyone has motives that make sense, uh, you know, whether it's good guys or bad guys. You know, it's more a superhero thing than just a nihilistic kill, shoot everything thing. Um, and, And that's why I have trouble with Borderlands. It's just too... You know, it's too like Batman villainy at, at times uh, for me with, with the nihilism, even though I appreciate all the other stuff. Whereas Destiny, I love feeling like a superhero that's saving the universe. Um, so, okay, I got the final word. We can bring this up later. You'll keep us posted about Borderlands. Um, so, so far, um, one to 10, uh, where are you at with Borderlands? Rate the overall experience, one to 10. Go. Definitely an eight. Okay, that's exactly what I thought you were going to say. Or, or, or sorry, sorry. I, I'll, I'll use that at ten. Uh, four out of five. Definitely a four out of five. Hundred percent.